And we're live. Another episode. Episode 15. 15 and it's 15. featuring my cousin. There you go. Family oh. <laughs> first. It's good to be here. Excellent. Things are great. Yeah, I mean, as great yeah, as they could good. be, let's say. Yeah, I mean, with the whole, like, staying indoors, social distancing. Yeah, I kind of feel like people have forgotten that this virus even exists. Get, to be honest, but it's good to have you. Oh man, like every month is something new. So we were saying the past few yeah, people's attention spans. So we keep yeah. forgetting. That is true. People's yeah. attention yeah, spans totally are so agree. short. So yes, you okay. switch up, you move up. So uh, let us know about you, Hamoud. Let us know what you do, how you know us, what's going with in your life. Yeah, so obviously you're my cousin, so thank you for having me on. And then you're more than welcome. Uh, the other ID, right? Yes. Yeah. That's going to be your friend. So I just got introduced about a few minutes ago. So hi. Hello. Um, nice what you. I do, I, oof, I'm an engineer by trade, but I never actually practiced. I went into business right from the get go. Um, I started. I actually made a decision to go into my family business, and then you know, take that to whatever next level that I can do. Learned a lot throughout the process. Um, I did do business school at some point. And ever since over the last five years, I want to say I've been back, like the main things I've been involved in has been building business divisions and managing the real estate portion, learning more every day, um, you know, and uh, trying our best to grow out that division. Um, or let's say that core competency of the business and yeah, being just a curious person, learning many different skills along the way. I've also done my own personal investments every, every now and then. And, uh, as I was just talking to you guys, you know, before we got on live, you know, found my first successes this year, actually in 2020, which is kind of good. And also not as exciting as it would be given the situation and COVID and know the uncertainty in the markets coming in the future but that's essentially what i do and you know know in a, in a nutshell you know what that's very cool so the, you're you're the classic example of your degree doesn't dictate what you do in life i'd like right to say absolutely is, that's such a great thing to say yeah yeah so just because i'm you know i'm studying medicine doesn't mean i have to be a doctor i can be a tv show host or something you know? Ola, just because you're an engineer doesn't, have, doesn't mean just because you're i mean ali you're you're, yeah. you're a film psychologist and behavioral uh no, you're a film, you're, shit, I, I messed that up i'm a mm-hmm. you're you're a film director and a behavioral psychologist yeah but does that mean you're gonna stick to behavioral psychologist no. well the thing is yeah like like if if you really think you get you have to stop learning once you graduate college and that's very short-sighted and silly right you graduate yeah, college yeah. like if you're doing an undergrad learn. you graduated like what 22 23 and then you have like the rest mm-hmm. of your life you're supposed to like just do the same thing over and over again every single day. Really? You know what I mean? It's like, not really. really to, well, like, you exactly. Always... You're not supposed to. Exactly. We're meant to learn yeah. and try different things. And especially when we're younger to exactly. go and fail. And uh, I feel like in the, in the Middle East, it's very like short, short side. Like in my, well, it's like people I know back in Lebanon, right? It's like, you either have to be a doctor, right? Or an engineer. Or or a lawyer. These are the paths, right? And then once you graduate from college, everywhere. you have that's to like everywhere. do those. In the, yeah, Arabic, in the Arabic world, that's like it. That's your three options. You're that's either your an engineer, options. doctor, or a lawyer. Yeah. Other than that, you're homeless. And then, well, <laughs> now you have a bunch of homeless lawyers, doctors, and engineers in Lebanon. That's what happened. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone did that. 
yeah. No, but you can't compare Lebanon to yeah. Lebanon's a special case because of the stuff that's been going on. That's but like, true. if you look at a country like Kuwait, Kuwait, no, it's like you're guaranteed a job, uh, kind of. You know, it depends on what you well, do. We so don't know doctor, that anymore. Yeah, I mean that's true. But if we're talking about like, for example, doctors and dentists, they're guaranteed a job where you can never have enough doctors. Engineers right. nowadays, compared to the years like previously, it's it's a little bit more. You know, it's not that guaranteeing. But yeah, no. Right. Actually, so, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, yeah, that's uh, what you're saying is actually really, really important. And uh, even the whole thing about learning and developing. Um, one of the things uh, that I think even in our society that we're not given at an early age is that like, you know, pursuit of learning and things that are very varied. Um, and also, yeah, you're right. You're right. The the way that we have is like doctor, engineer, lawyer, and then you fit in that bucket and you hope for the best. But yeah, you were, you were going to say something. Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, I'm just going to add on to what you said. There's a very famous quote from Neil deGrasse Tyson. He says, uh, we're told, we're taught all our lives to walk and talk and then ending up growing to being told what? To shut up and sit down. Shut up yeah. something something yes. to that no, it, it's extent very, you know yeah, that's it's very true so mm -hmm. so that's that's why that's the, why i respect this cousin out of all my cousins the most is because he showed me that just because you get that degree <laughs> doesn't mean you have to do you know what you got you know so yes. i don't have to work in a hospital i can do whatever i want I, all i need is a little backup plan I don't know yeah. if that's a little backup plan. Yeah, <laughs> like meant, just a little like, or like, some people actually like to burn the ships and just go forward. Mm -hmm. So that's also one of those things where some people will really say, "Burn the ships," and it's I think a quote from I, I don't even remember, but essentially a group of individuals were stranded on an island and they could either go in and defeat whoever was there, um, or retreat. And so they burn the ships and they decide we're going to make it work. So when you have that kind of pressure, sometimes you tend to do a lot better than you think you could, you know? Mm -hmm. And it is definitely true. Or you get killed yeah, by yeah. the people who are there. Or you get people... Or you get, get killed, killed, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. You know? it's, it's an option. It's an but option. Yeah, so, <laughs> so from what you've told me, you're very into uh, the stock market and investing. And, and a lot of my friends actually, like the other day, one of my good friends, he knows who he is, so shout out to you. He told me uh, it's the time for investing in these huge companies is now. I don't know why he never explained why he was just like Ali. If you're gonna invest, invest like right now. Because like, it's tanking. It yeah. So I, was, um, I was wondering what, what do you think about this? What a topic. What a topic. Yeah. So just to have a little bit of background and understand where I'm coming from, talking about this. Uh, when I did do my MBA, I uh, gravitated towards finance, and I took a keen interest in in stocks and you know the stock market and how that works all the way through derivatives, options, all of that stuff, which we don't, you know, we don't need to really get into it besides the point. What, but where it did help me was later on how I made my investment decisions, things like that. You know, I'll be the first to say that not all of them pan out great. You know, a lot of times we want to say that we made the right decision every time. Uh, but the truth of the matter is that it takes a lot of learning, it takes a lot of commitment and dedication. And one of the most common things I see, you know, I have I, one of my closest best friends in life um we connected quite deeply on the topic of investing and all just because that was something that came up a lot and i realized that a lot of the questions that he had a lot 
lot of people have and and that that the basics the fundamentals of what's going on is something that i think very few people really know or understand or it's like a big black box yeah and if you'd like yeah we we can unpack it a little bit i mean one mm-hmm. of my other friends just talked to me the other day and he said i invested in these two companies and well actually first he said i need your advice on advice on investing and you know i know you know a few things here and there and then all of a sudden he was like i picked these two companies and i thought wow classic mistake <laughs> so <laughs> classic yeah. mistake. why is that a classic mistake what do you mean it's a classic mistake to do that yeah i mean it depends well this topic is so big i really want to just touch yeah. on some of the things that will get people excited about mm-hmm. you know just delving in a little further and and again caveat this with the more you go in the more questions you'll have the more unanswered questions you'll have mm-hmm. and uh, the more more black black box like it will look but um mm-hmm. the the reason i call that a classic mistake was because uh something well known in investing is diversification so mm-hmm. when you group a bunch of stocks together or you take a bunch of different companies you essentially are smoothing out your risk or decreasing your risk whether that's true all the time or not you know you can't say but um i mean you know risk if we want to define risk as well risk in terms of the market is just how much it goes up and down that's the volatility you know how much do you expect to jump up or down in a given day so you know let's say you invested $10,000 and tomorrow it's 5,000 the day after it's 15 the day after it's you know 3 the day after it's 30 you're not going to sleep well at night and the, one of the yeah so one of the best ways to curb that is to buy you know to buy a, a a bunch of stocks or have a portfolio and then that goes into the next question which is well which stocks do i buy and how many and do i you know uh, combine that with bonds and, mm-hmm. and and all of those but uh, i'm curious to know what what interests you in yeah. these questions that's Wow. <laughs> um, I wonder, is it the same in Kuwait, the same in the United States, kind of how the stock markets run? Does each country have their own little like stock market? I don't know how, to, how it works. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, when you most say, countries do. Mm-hmm. Like when you say diversify, right? Like the, mm-hmm. the Kuwait, Kuwait has its own like index funds on like the different mm-hmm. companies in Kuwait. And I'd assume the same in Lebanon. Does Lebanon have its own? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know. I don't know if you'd know. I mean, most likely because uh, yeah. then though, if you, there isn't, I don't know. Take it away from <laughs> you know. Yes. I know. No, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sure every country does have their own stock exchange. Mm-hmm. Um, well, why don't we start at the beginning? I mean, what is a stock exchange, right? Mm-hmm. So this is something that I find a lot of people also have. I mean, it's just, we never talk about it. Are, are you guys familiar with what a stock exchange is? I think so. Uh, let me say, and if it's right, let me know. So, yeah. uh, it's basically you invest money in this growing company and they promise you returns by like mm-hmm. a certain percentage. So to each dollar they make off of you, as they grow, they will return, for example, 2% within mm-hmm. a specific set amount of time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if um, that's right. That's, that's pretty close. That's pretty close. Um, if I could put it in a, a few words, not to, you know, bore you guys and, or whoever is uh, no, no, listening. This is interesting. But, oh, tell us. This it's is, very interesting. This is so, very interesting. But that's mm-hmm. cool. 
Go All ahead. right. So one of the, the the basic idea of the stock market is once a company, any company, private company, reaches a point where, let's say they've you know they have a certain amount of revenues, they have a certain amount of profit, and a certain amount of employee, whatever it is, and they decide that we want to grow and we want to raise capital, which means we need money because we want to now grow a little more. You know, we don't want to wait and do this slowly. Maybe they believe that. Um, if they grow quickly, they can overtake the competition, whatever reasons. They need money and they would like the public's money to mm -hmm. grow among other people. You know, I'll just be very basic here. There's, there's caveats to a lot of things as you know, in the stock market, especially true. But generally, that's what they do. So what they do is an initial public offering. So that's the first time that they offer their shares on the public markets. And all that means is that they're going to say, we have, you know, whatever, a million, two million, ten million shares, and we're going to offer it to whoever wants to buy it. Now, you know, normally they would have sold a bunch of these to different people, uh, like uh, the people who underwrite this, but that's not really important now. But what's more important is that they offer it to the public. And once those are sold, they now have cash or money they can use to grow. And that's true. That is the promise, that they will grow and that they will return a, uh, a dividend at some point in the future, uh, maybe not initially, and or their stock will increase in value so whoever invested will be able to sell it at hopefully a higher price. Mm -hmm. You know, classic buy low, sell high. Um, and essentially once that initial public offering is done, you're trading papers of the company. And so the stock market is literally two rows for each company and there's one row of people who are requesting to buy shares in that company and people requesting to sell them and whenever there's a match that's when a trade is executed yeah that's simple it's literally just mm -hmm. lines and rows of people saying i have a hundred shares of these i want to sell these hundred at this price and so once the two match and let's say you have a hundred shares you want to sell at five dollars a share and Ali's willing to buy a hundred shares at $5 a share. You guys can execute a trade and whatever the stock price you see, that's the last trade that was made, whether it was a buy or a sell. That's, that's pretty cool. But I really want to get into some of the myths. Now I'm sure we've all here watched the Wolf of Wall Street. And, uh, so yeah. I want to get into some of the myths and I want to know if they're like true or not, or are they like loosely true? So is it, how, until what point, can it become illegal? Oh, very what? simple. What's called insider trading. Oh, okay. <laughs> what's that? Yeah. yeah, no, tell us about that. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, insider trading. You, you know, we know that the markets follow what essentially what people's perception is of a company, mm -hmm. right? So um, there's, you know, a, a study called the Fisher Market Theory and it tells you that either, you know, the stocks do follow news or they don't among other things. But one of the simple things is that let's say you own a company, you own a, let's say a, um, a milk producing company and you know that one of the batches is contaminated, right? And nobody knows that, you know, this news has not come out to the public and one of the big batches or one of the big plants has been contaminated with E. coli or something. Now you, Ali, you know, you know this information mm -hmm. and you tell yourself, well, that means that this stock price is going to go down as soon as people 
realize this and definitely there's going to be a press release. So what do you do? You know, one of your friends tells you, or you know something about the company and then you short sell the stock. A press release comes out, stock drops and you make you that your difference money. on the, mm -hmm. that's illegal yeah. because you're only allowed to trade on uh, what's public information. Interesting. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. Go ahead. I don't know if you heard how in the States, um, right before COVID, <laughs> a bunch yeah. of senators started selling all their stocks right before um, it went crashing, the stock market. And then um, they got away with it. And um, I don't know if you heard about what happened here. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's interesting. Um, if, I mean, you can't fault that logic. Yeah. If you see a catastrophe coming your way mm -hmm. and something like COVID, and it seems like what happened is that they thought to themselves that this is going to be a big deal. A pandemic is probably not good for the economy. <laughs> and so yeah. I would rather hold cash uh -huh. than, you know, have, have stocks mm -hmm. uh, or have, you know, stocks in the market. Or maybe they, you know, whatever it is that they did. But I don't know. I don't know the extent of that story. If you want yeah. to tell me more about it. I, I don't know too much either. I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay, right. here's, here's another myth uh, that it's very, very easy to become an overnight millionaire through stock trading and stock markets. Oh, um, sure. There are people who have done that. And it's, I mean, given the number of people who trade on any given day with many different ideas of what they should do, eventually one or two or even a thousand of them will make the absolute right decisions at the right time. But generally speaking, those are anomalies. And can you um, say it's pure luck? Would you say, would you say it's pure luck? Or are they smart at it? Is it, or is it both? I mean, um, statistically speaking, let's go by statistics, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and this is something I was taught in, in, uh, in uh, college under one of my favorite professors. And one of the things that I gathered was that year after year, the number of, uh, let's say, investment managers or so who beat the market is roughly 50%, roughly speaking, 50%. And there was a famous Warren Buffett uh, bet that he said, if anybody can beat, you know, a benchmark like the S&P 500, again, I can't remember the exact details, but he said, if anybody could beat it consistently or something to that, I will, you know, um, I will give you a million dollars as a bet roughly. And it took, I think, I think recently somebody might have, but it took like 20 years or something like that, uh, where on average people do not beat the benchmark, even sophisticated, um, investors. Now, again, there's caveats to everything. The only class or group of stock market investors that tend to do that very well are anomalies like Warren Buffett or the high frequency traders, which is oh. a completely different side of investing it has nothing to do with the companies are actually investing it's just completely different i see i see so what about like i have one of my good friends as well he used to be with me in jordan he told me investing in real estate is the best kind of investment you can do because you'll never lose true or false mm. yeah um so i am a big believer in real estate i got mm. introduced to it about five years ago after I'd been more versed in stocks. Uh, and that was something that I was considering. But one of the reasons that I did go back to my family business was because we had begun investing in real estate. And that was something that I was very keen to learn about. 
can it never lose? Absolutely not. It absolutely can lose. You know, you can buy in the wrong location. You can build the wrong type of property. You can buy a property with more problems than it has income. So always, you know, never take these rules of thumb as true. Mm-hmm. Things that are too good to be true are too good to be mm-hmm. true in the investing world. Uh, most of the time, I it's going to take a while, even in stocks. Um, you can get lucky for sure. Um, but that's not a strategy. I wouldn't make luck my strategy in real estate. Yeah. Now here's one of the ways that real estate differs from stocks in real estate. You're able to leverage your properties. And that's not to say that you cannot trade, you know, do margin trading in stocks where you do leverage your stocks, but it's generally not as common in stocks or among normal uh, you know, the normal set of investors, but in real estate, you, it's a very common practice to leverage your real estate, which simply means to use a loan to improve your returns. Again, using loans exposes you to more risk. So yes, when you have a loan and things go bad, like now in this economy, mm-hmm. um, you are exposed to more risk, which is why the CBK, the central bank of Kuwait, um, essentially what they did is they pushed all of the, payments six months because they know that that would create a domino effect. You know, if the, if the real estate owners can't pay their loans, that's so smart. (laughs) That's just so smart. The Kuwaiti did that. I wish he did that here in the States. So the States is still like a free for all that it's like, no one really knows. Well, everyone's like rents on pause technically, and we're supposed to pay rent back after the crisis is over. Right. But all these people that haven't been working these months and months after Mm -hmm right? They declare the national emergency is over. They have like 12 mm-hmm. months, at least in Los Angeles, <laughs> to pay back the rent. Um, I know. All the rent? So, yeah, all the rent they missed out on. So basically like, oh. if, yeah, so oh, wow. like they'd have to pay like whatever, double the rent. I mean, I'm assuming, and especially if you haven't been working this past while, and if you've lost your job, right? It really is, yeah, um, uh, interesting what's going to happen once they like say, okay, guys, we're back to normal. All right, everyone pay up. Yeah. Yeah. That's another reason why I don't understand the markets right now. I'm mm-hmm. like actually a little confused, you know, every, yeah. every, like the markets are, you know, rallying or going up at this point in time <laughs> Yeah, and mm-hmm. they've got, they've essentially recovered. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, almost recovered. Um, and hello, I think I might've yeah. gotten, no, you're good. there we go. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you're good. So your voice was on. It's just your video. Mm -hmm. oh okay yeah Mm -hmm. so essentially the markets have recovered but every indicator is is just telling me that things don't look that good yeah you have unemployment going up yeah uh you have a very volatile situation here especially with real estate i mean who knows Mm -hmm. how many of these guys will start defaulting on their payments Mm -hmm. meaning just simply not paying back their bank loans because as we know a lot of real estate is leveraged a lot of it is and yeah I'm, I mean, it's very hard to, I mean, like somebody who wants to invest at this time, somebody like you or Ali, mm-hmm. it would be very easy to think, oh yeah, I mean, things are only going to go up from here, but they've already recovered quite significantly. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> what does that mean for it to have recovered, right? When like, we're just, I mean, it doesn't feel like it's recovered, you know, the whole economy. Yeah, so All these the businesses charts- are closed. Yeah. So it's going up, right? Mm-hmm. Like the stocks are like, or like they've, Ali, screen share, screen share a picture of a stock graph. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So yeah, if you search the S&P 500 stock graph, for example. All right, classic. 
uh, you'll see that it takes a dip about you know two months ago in mm -hmm. March. Yeah, I'm looking at it right. What is the state? Let's go six yeah, months. Yeah, and just here. hit. Yeah, uh, you can hit five years. Let's do five years. Let's do five years. All righty. Yeah, look look at that dip at the very end. Oh, that's huge. That is kind of no. huge. And that's kind of huge. Dip. It is yeah. quite. It's uh -huh. quite big. Yeah, mm -hmm. it is. It is quite big. And then now it's almost back to where it was. Yeah. Interesting. And you know, the S and P yeah. five hundred is a group of uh, companies, and I mean that that is a benchmark. Essentially, it's something that you would. Some people would say this is the market. You know, it depends on. Yeah. You know, whatever go back your to five is. years. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, go to the lowest point in twenty twenty. This lowest point. Yeah. So that's March uh, around 20. March fourteen. March twenty is March exactly. Right there. So, yeah. So. So, Hamoud, here's a question. If I were to invest then, like right there, <laughs> you'd at be that point. Getting it big, yeah. <laughs> you can would see it, it really be that big? I mean. Um, yeah, but you have to, you'd have to know that that's a relative. So it went from 2,400 something, and then show me where it is right now. 3,200. So 3, right yeah, it's like 50%. That's, that's, that's a good amount. Yeah, so a decent percentage up, yeah, yeah. which is. No, that's great, but here's here's the real dilemma. How do you know when to invest? And so that goes to a very um, like a very simple quote and one that I abide by. Again, everybody has their own idea because mm -hmm. if this was a science, which it is when you're talking about high frequency trading to a certain degree. You know, I don't know that world as as well as some, but I do know a, a few things about that. I was quite interested. But generally speaking, time in the market is better than timing the market. Mm -hmm. You know. A lot of people wait until they think the market is down and now. But if you have, if you've been invested for a while, let's say you invested at any point in that curve before the dip, and then you saw your stocks go down, well, you could just very simply buy more when it's low. So mm -hmm. that's called, yeah. you know, lowering your average. That's interesting. I that's feel like now because getting stocks are so easy. I mean, like with all these apps, right? That mm -hmm. <laughs> you can literally buy stocks mm -hmm. on. I feel like all mm -hmm. these. Um, younger people are just buying stocks right now because hey, it's hot and that's Randomly, great yeah. yeah random but it's it does feel kind of random right if you had resources right would you how would you like um like allocate them if i get like i don't know like whatever four stocks i, right? I always buy them all say the one? same yes. thing mm -hmm. and this is what i do um my main thing is i just invest in a smp 500 um, index fund mm -hmm. and that to me and I have a very simple reason why I do that and you know some people will definitely fault that mm -hmm. and you know some people that's what they do uh, some people prefer to pick their own stocks and and you know there's there's potentially more to be made when you're picking your own stocks mm -hmm. potentially but there's also more you know more risk let's say you only have three one of them really performs poorly then you know you know, your whole portfolio takes a hit as a result. Mm -hmm. So I essentially invest in something like a spider, um, which uh, it tracks. So all it's trying to do is be exactly like the full S&P 500 mm -hmm. companies. And I just buy that and I set it and I forget it. And I'll add uh, money to it whenever I have spare cash. Mm -hmm. 
And that to me is more than good enough because that, in my opinion, I'm betting on the U.S. market mm-hmm. and that's something <laughs> I'm comfortable doing. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you know, you could very easily say that, you know, you have to go and try different ones, but what they're, they're essentially a diversified set of stocks, mm-hmm. which is what I want. And they balance them out on their own because if I'm investing in a bunch of different stocks, I have to balance them, you know, theoretically, according to a certain principle, something like, you know, I only want 20% of my capital in this type of company. So technology companies. Well, let's say you have 20% of your capital in things like Apple, Google, Microsoft, whatever. And all of a sudden they start going up really high. Well, you, do you still believe that you only want 20% of your capital in those type of companies? Because if they um, increase in value quite a bit, well, now they're taking up more of your portfolio space. So they might be worth now 30%. Mm-hmm. So you have to rebalance it. So I just don't have the time to do that. So I just invest in, in, in an index fund yeah. and call it a day. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. Very yeah. Yeah. And with time and with time, definitely it'll, it'll, it'll grow. Right. If you keep doing it consistently, yeah. I'm just looking at this yeah, graph. Yeah. Like it's just bound. It's just bound to grow. It's always has. Well, I mean, it always has, right? <laughs> it hasn't had a dip yet. I mean, I'm, is that a possibility? Yeah. I don't know if that in the finance world, that's a thing. Then, like, could it go like south from here? Uh, yeah. Or is yeah, it yeah, always going to grow? Of course. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. I mean, we could, we could see things, you know, rally. And again, remember, stocks are trading on people's perception most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, this, once these companies are on the stock market, they're, basically trading between people like me and you mm-hmm. and some professional investors, of course, and our mm-hmm. opinions of these companies. Yeah. I believe it's worth more. I believe it's worth less. There is a quote that says the stock market is just like a graph of rich people's feelings. Basically. It's just like right now, a lot of people are unemployed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but then like yeah, the people yeah, yeah. Who, are, who are actually like the, their perceptions, right? Like who are people trading? Right. They're usually like more right. affluent people that have the extra money to spare in the stock market. Versus like everyone else doesn't really have that opportunity to do it. Is that what you think? Do you think? Yeah. I, again, I don't remember the exact numbers, but you know, maybe Mm -hmm. we can find the stat later on and you can post it up, but I believe it's something like 90% are uh, what's considered normal, non-sophisticated investors. Mm -hmm. And the other 10% are the professional investors. So I think there's more of everybody in the mix. There's a lot of people who invest. Mm-hmm. Um, in a simple company or two, somebody really likes Amazon, somebody really likes, um, for example, Sony, whatever it might be. And they just put some money in there. They say, I believe this is going to go up in, in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of, uh, pension funds. So a lot of people pay interest, uh, pay, uh, a portion of their income to either a pension fund or whatever it may be, many different institutional investors, and they invest on behalf of lots of different people. So there is, there's quite a good mix. And actually that goes back to something you asked me earlier about Kuwait. How does the Kuwait stock market work? Well, you see what I told you about how the market, you know, it follows the news that comes in and out. Mm -hmm. That's because there's a lot of people trading at all times. Almost every stock on the market in the U S has somebody trading it uh, at all hours in the day. Well, Kuwait is such a small market that so few trades occur on any given day. So you might find things really lagging and other things oh, really yeah. following mm-hmm. better. 
yeah, so it's a different game altogether. You know, some of the principles don't apply mm-hmm. uh, where some do. There many do actually. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's good to know. Listen, stock is very, very important. I think everyone really needs to understand stock market and stock trading because especially for like... People, people need like to understand finances. I feel like people need to yeah. understand finances more than they do, right? Because financial education really is like... So that's, I mean, a huge problem that's happening right now with the whole Black Lives Matter thing and everything is that mm-hmm. there isn't like really financial education to all these African-Americans, right? Like a lot of these African-Americans, they get a million dollars, right? But instead of putting in the stock market or putting in, I mean, I don't want to say it, I don't know, generally, but like a lot of them, the stereotype is that they buy cars, right? They buy uh, whatever is like hot and trendy. Uh, no, Brian in the other op- episode said so. He said that yeah. that's what they end up doing. They just yeah. buy cars. No, and- exactly, yeah. Um, no? Yeah, and and... You know, Jay-Z yeah, has this quote I, about that you need to teach them instead of like buying cars and stuff, you got to teach them to buy real estate. Jay-Z, Jay-Z said financial freedom, my only hope. Yes, financial freedom. Fuck living hope. rich and dying broke. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's very easy to look on the outside in and, and say, you know, they should do this and they should do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually lived in Los Angeles for a couple of years when oh. I did my master's degree and I did get to see um, a lot there. But I mean, it's it's clear there is a problem in the system. It's, there's so many different things. There's so many mm-hmm. issues, so many um, definitely injustices that uh, I think really do need to be fixed. I mean, to say that that is, yeah, it's, it's, it's very tough. No, I, yeah. I think when, you, when you're constantly being put in a corner, when you're constantly unable to move past where you need to be, you know, and, you know, one of the, one of the really interesting things that happened with, I was watching a documentary about this, that, you know, like the redlining of states and just mm-hmm. anybody within those red lines would be unable to get a loan for a home or a loan for a business or whatever it is. And the banks could easily turn them away, even showing that, you know, a wealthy, uh, you know, African-American family would have a more difficult time than a low income white family uh, getting their, um, getting a simple home loan or such, it just shows you that, yeah, there, there was something uh, seriously wrong out there. I mean, people are not gonna go and protest on the, street, on the streets to that extent mm-hmm. if things were uh, not that bad, but. That's true. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I, no. de- I definitely hope and wish that they, you know, sort out a lot of the problems that have happened before, and I really hope that there's a, uh, a positive change for them. A positive change. Um, for, sure. Because that's better for everybody. The more everybody has better opportunities, better, it just, everything gets better for everyone. Collectively. The better the stock market. Yeah, the better the stock market. Yeah, for sure. Yes. For sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's yeah. true. Yeah. 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 Anyways, I think we've reached our time limit oh, here. Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was great. Wow. That flies by episode. way too yeah, quick. Like, that was, that's so great. That's yeah, because it's yeah. a lot of you, you're taking in a lot of good stuff. <laughs> How long stuff, have we been on? You know? so, 40, you know, 45, 45, 45 minutes. We can go a little oh, okay. longer if you want, Yali. Yeah. If I don't know if you, you have to go, go longer. I, I have, I have a question. I mean, yeah, dude, we should go for like yeah. a little like closer to an hour. All right. So I just wanted to ask. So you're saying that there's like a lot of instability with businesses right now that you don't know what's going to like take off, what doesn't, but it feels like mm-hmm. there are like businesses that are really doing really well with all right. the, in this environment, like Amazon or all these like online mm-hmm. businesses right now, while like retail mm-hmm. and like home owned small businesses are shutting down. 
is this like um yeah break that break that down for me is it the stability in these big organizations yeah or it is very interesting we think about Mm -hmm. this on a daily basis like we have to think about this on a daily basis because it definitely uh it definitely affects how we see things going forward it affects how we think about investing in the future you know right before the uh right right before this crisis we were set to you know make an investment and now that doesn't look so clear Mm-hmm. And for many reasons, I mean, in Kuwait, one of the big problems we have is this whole reducing the number of expats in Kuwait, but with no regard given to some of the real problems and real issues that um, that, that causes alone, like besides the economic one, of course, the more people you have in a certain country, mm-hmm. they're the people who are, you know, actively purchasing things like groceries, um, you know, housing, whatever it might be, which again trickles back into the economy. I don't like to use that word, sorry. Oil. Or like right? it finds its way. <laughs> yeah. hasn't, hasn't oil gotten tanked right now? I don't know how that affects a country like Kuwait. Yeah, so yeah. oil did go down quite mm-hmm. a bit and it hit those negative, the famous negative numbers, but I think it's been doing a little better now. I think it's, um, if I'm not mistaken, around the $30, $40 mark. Um, but yeah, in the future, you know, things like Amazon and online retailers and everything, those are good, but they only ever made up about, an, you know, maximum 15% of retail mm-hmm. sales. Mm-hmm. And this is something, you know, in very developed online markets, it's about 15%. I don't know if it's reached 20, but five years ago, it was only like nine, 8%. And these mm-hmm. behemoths in the, in the electronic uh, or in the e-commerce world were really not representing much of the total retail. But it showed you that that little change how much it affected the, the normal brick and mortar stores like, you know, your Macy's and, and things like that. But we also have a lot of small businesses that are suffering here too. I, uh, restaurants have been having a hard time, uh, retail outlets, even the real estate that holds them, like the malls, the commercial centers. These are all a domino effect waiting to happen if things do not you know, get handled in, a, uh, in an appropriate manner. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it is definitely uncertain well, times. Part of car capitalism is like, well, when things change, right? You just gotta adapt to the new and then there goes right. the old, right? And then the right. businesses that had their time the is now it's time to go go and now the newer businesses, new fresh businesses, it's time for them to take off. Right. Do you think yeah, do you think it's like an exciting time to be like um an independent entrepreneur, or is it tough to go against these behemoths right now? I mean, it's, yeah. I, I wouldn't say it would be easy to go any against any of these behemoths. I don't think a yeah. lot of them are going anywhere <laughs> um, yeah. uh, anytime soon. Some specifically have had troubles, like you know, famous Hertz mm-hmm. rental car company. I mean, it makes sense. The uh, the uh, hospitality industry has mm-hmm. faced a lot of That's issues. Interesting. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Air flights. Yeah, so, yeah. so I mean, are you? It, it's quite difficult. I mean, it seems easy to just take any opportunity at this time, but you have many opportunities. Which one do you take? You know, what's the right one? And mm-hmm. at what price? And where do you think things are going for this industry that makes you want to take this uh, mm-hmm. decision? That's why we tend to stick to real estate mainly and um, <laughs> yeah, similar other businesses. Yeah, mm-hmm. because that's what we know, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a question about, about real estate also. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you know in Los Angeles, particularly mm-hmm. there's, tens of thousands of homeless people right here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, you know, it's like, so how does that happen where, you know, rent becomes, I don't know, I don't know if it's our, 
like who sets the oh, prices yeah. of how high rent prices are and how does that affect the community? I don't know if you're familiar with um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, how this happened or, and what's the solution? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'm the right person to comment yeah. on that, but what I do mm-hmm. know is that as more, as more people are highly, you know, like for example, in San Francisco or somewhere like that, where you had more and more high paid engineers and software companies, uh, you know, having much higher incomes and capable of paying much higher rents mm-hmm. and demanding better uh, housing or rental properties or whatever it might be. Well, it's just simple supply and demand. As more mm-hmm. people are demanding these things and the supply is limited. I mean, San Francisco is a limited space. Rents naturally will go up and the people who used to be able to afford them at their you know, normal jobs can no longer afford because you have a completely new uh, class of individual with far higher salaries and these this pushes people out um how how that affects and turns into homelessness you know i mean i guess we can just i mean you can do the math when people start not being able to pay their rent they have nowhere to go but Mm -hmm. i I can't claim to be you know fully versed in what happens to cause that change or that shift Mm -hmm. yeah and what's the so what's the solution i'm not because in kuwait that doesn't really happen right you guys don't have i'm sure you have a lot of other public aspects that yeah, are helping I don't think out homelessness citizens is that big of a problem here mm-hmm. um, i don't think do we have, we also have to remember quit? yeah pardon me we do i said do we have homeless no i i'm not i'm quit? not sure i'm yeah i don't mm-hmm. think so i don't know i've never heard of it to be honest but i wonder well, I, think I know what i do like know credit in part sorry I was just saying, uh, uh, is it true San Francisco has the highest uh, homeless uh, ratings in the United States? Oh, yeah. I think highest. they have a very high number. <laughs> homeless. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, not great. And Los Angeles, especially <laughs> also. I'm trying to yeah. find the stats here. But yeah. yeah. Around and, the globe. Uh, yeah. I think like even things like, you know, your credit, credit score, that can easily get you trapped in a system where everything starts working against you. You know, mm-hmm. you miss one payment, your, uh, your credit score goes down. Nobody wants to give you any, any ease in life. And then, yeah, I, I can totally see how that can devolve very quickly. Yeah. It's very, it's very tough out there. It's very tough. And, uh, and mm-hmm. very, very frequently unfair, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes people are going through a tough time, mm-hmm. just hardship and they get caught in the system like that. And, you know, we're, yeah. 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 That's no, an, I, it's interesting. Yeah. Well, it's cuz it's it's crazy how like housing it seems like something that right we we shouldn't have. We should all have a house, right? But it doesn't right. it doesn't happen for a lot of people for some reason. Well, that like cuz so what happens if you don't have a job, right? If you don't have a job, yeah. How are you going to pay for your house? This is going to be interesting time. Exactly. Gonna, yeah, what's going to happen? Exactly. Next so mm-hmm. these things are very fragile, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These whole systems are quite, quite fragile. Yeah. They're quite fragile. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's a good way. Before we go, I wanted to ask you guys a couple of questions. Go ahead, please. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, thank you for having me. This has kind of been, it's been kind of fun, actually. I didn't think Dude, I would talk we, this much. <laughs> I, 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 I told you, you I'm were right. I told you it's a I'm conversation. Glad I'm glad you did. Yeah. Learned which, a lot. Which yeah. is really, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I learned a lot too. Like, this is very interesting. I wish they, te- they taught us this in school. Yeah, well, that's but why yeah, we're that's teaching really everyone, dude. That's why people should watch this, obviously. <laughs> True. Because, yeah, 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 we're learning all together. I hope it yeah. was useful. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, how's your experience very- been uh, with what you guys are doing? This is episode 15, you said, right? Episode 15. Yeah, mm-hmm. episode 15. Um, tell me, what's your experience so how's that- like? How did you guys come to it? You want to tell them the story or should I? On how oh. we started the podcast. <laughs> Ali, go for it. How did it happen? How did it start? Okay. Yeah. So I was, I was about to sleep. It was like 4 a.m. my time. <laughs> and uh, I get this call from Ali. And it's really weird because Ali doesn't usually call that often. So he's like, yo, listen, I'm Ali and you're Ali. You know, we both grew up together except you're studying medicine in Jordan and I'm a film director and behavioral psychologist mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. You want to start a mm-hmm. podcast? I was literally silent for a minute and I was like, let's do it. <laughs> let's and do it. We have yeah. data. So, so tell me a little bit about behavioral psychology. Yeah. You got me a little interested. What, what is that? Mm-hmm. Behavioral, behavioral um, therapy is basically work with different people that have behavioral challenges, right? You have people, everyone has behaviors. Some of us have a lot of good habits and good behaviors. And some of us, have a lot of bad habits and bad behaviors. Right. Mm-hmm. And my job is to work with different clients. Um, with different behavioral challenges to help like bring down problem behaviors and to help them work independently in society basically. And it's all, um, yeah, it's all in behavior. Basically that's what I'm working on. It's all data track. Well, could you give me three examples of, uh, you know, very common bad behaviors and good behaviors and, and yeah, and I mean, bad, what, like what they do to people. Yeah. Bad behaviors, sleeping, right eating well sleeping bad mm-hmm. that's a very bad behavior yeah. that you can fix that a lot of people i mean if you like sleep at the same i mean it's hard to you know it's like but it should be a mm-hmm. priority to fix that sleep uh, mm-hmm. bad food right bad exercise mm-hmm. these are like three habits right that mm-hmm. a lot of people are like it really makes who you are as a person <laughs> and he's like um <laughs> but it's like um yeah if you're if you're like these are also like like physical mostly, but if you're physically and doing right behaviors every single day, um, then those things will stick and they become habits and you have a lot of I fixed, good I, behaviors. I fixed my bad yeah. behaviors. I used to weigh 140. I'm now 114. Let's go. There you go. No, I mean, that, that's true. Yeah. Wow. But these are changes. It just So basically, it just takes, like, you can take any challenge you have, right? Whether it's, mm-hmm. I mean, like something like depression, right? Depression, a lot of the times, mm-hmm people are depressed because they aren't doing things they like to do or they're not around people they like, right? So what are these Mm -hmm. concrete behaviors and actions you can do that Mm -hmm. can um, change who, like, yeah, change your relationship with the the world, basically? I hope that answers Mm -hmm. your your question. Yeah. Anything else you can ask also, yeah. Yeah, I mean, have you been working recently in this uh, this environment? Mm -hmm. I've been for a year and a half. I've been working for a year and a half as like a, a behavioral therapist. I got my license like two months ago. I'm a registered behavior oh, technician. Thank you. Yeah. So it's good. And um, yeah, um, I've been, I've been working with people different ages and um, younger to older and it's great and it's, it's good. It's good helping people. And um, yeah. That's incredible. It's great. Thank you. Thank you. Good job. And, you, and you're interviewing people but on the side. Also, yeah, uh, interviewing people on the side every day. <laughs> every day, dude. It's every yeah. day. This is part of my habits now. Part of my habit is waking up in the morning. Yep, this is our... <laughs> and doing this podcast. It's a good habit. It's a good habit. Yeah. That's part of the reason why we want to do this daily. As Ali was like asking, he was like, Ali, should we do this daily? I was like, dude, you don't understand how much of an effect it has on us, 
if you do it daily, I'll, I'll, I was asleep. <laughs> and Ali called my brother. He was like, I was ah, I, I, like, overslept. <laughs> he had to call my brother. But I woke up and I'm right in the zone, right? Because I'm yeah. used to it. Every day at this time, yeah. I'm used to being in the zone and talking to people, right? So even if like I was yeah. just like asleep like an hour ago, right now I'm like, you For know. Ali. Yeah. For, for Ali, yeah. it's tough. For me, I'm in the middle of doing this stupid shit. And then it's like, oh, helping people. I got us. I got to interview <laughs> yeah. a bunch all, of the last people and medically. That's medically. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, that's that's us. Yeah. That's that's. So um, before we end off, anything? Would you like to shout out anything? Uh, Is there anything you'd like to say or shout out or shout out any? I mean, nothing off the top of my head. But if I find it, I'll let you guys put it in the comments. I guess. Sounds good. Yeah, we'll, we'll put it down in the description. Like, comment two description below. Two cats. Movie comment below. Cats. <laughs> yeah. Ellie. Yo, Ellie, when's two cats coming out? Come on, bro. Uh, they want to know. They're killing uh, me. Oh, man. Yeah. It's Tell sometime. us about two cats. Two cats. This is my little movie here. Yes. As I said, he's is, is that your character. illustration? No, that's my friend, Nabil Tawil, an excellent, beautiful artist. And he made this little poster. Yeah, that's, that's, that's brilliant. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and wait, yeah, I'm excited. Some more movies coming out in a couple of weeks, hopefully. Yeah. If it all comes together. Congratulations. I'm going to give uh, it a little that, bit Make of sure spoiler. to link it. Definitely. Two Cats is a movie about two cats. Coming soon. Oh, well, I couldn't tell that. <laughs> coming soon. Yeah. All right. Coming soon. Blueberry Die. Also. Little Bro Hadi made a game. I'm in the Hadi game. Made, Ali's yes. in the game. That is true. It's out on, it's out on Android. Is it it is out on Android. Android. It's out on Android. We're waiting for the app to release. That is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And man, Apple well, I guess you guys can shoot me links night. to all of those. Of course. And Thank you. Man. Yeah, I'd love to check it out. And Thank yeah, congratulations that. on the podcast, on the movies, on Thank the you. work you're doing, and uh, all the best and thanks all for right. having me guys no thank, thank you, you for coming i don't know it's if good you to have you uh, thank you for coming i don't know if you've been watching any episodes but this is how we sign yeah. off ready three two one and peace <laughs>